Welcome to the Eyes of Indigo with your infinitely curious hosts, Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. More information available at facebook.com slash eyesofindigo or at iriscarter.com where you will find a link to the Eyes of Indigo podcast. Yes, and so tonight's program is empaths, intuitives, and mediums. Oh my, who are these people and what do they do? Learn more about muggles, witches, energy workers, shamans, and light workers. And yes, I looked it up. It is shamans, not shaman. <laughs> I've thought about that before. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I've always seen it with an S, but yeah, would yeah, no, it's not shaman, it's shamans. Yeah. Yes. Angie, Angie hello, and Lisa Clark, Klein. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. We've got, I, you know, um, uh, let's start. We were talking about. We want to kind of present what these different things are, and and I guess part of that started from when. We first started talking. I said, there's things that I've learned to do or that I could do for a long time. Things would happen. And I kept seeing different definitions for different things and not knowing, you know, and, and then then being in the circles that I'm in and you hear people mm. start rattling off. Oh, I can do this and I do that. And, and it's like. Holy cow, give me a, a a psychic dictionary so I can understand all this shit. Because I have no clue. Terminology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I never you, was in a situation a, where I was around you need people a gloss to learn right it. here. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, Lord knows if I'm confused, I'm not the only one. I've learned that a long time ago. So so that's what we're gonna kind of talk about this stuff. And one of the um first ones before we get into all the psychic ones let me find um is where did it go ah all right so you're talking about in terms of metaphysical terms and um intuitive people people that do people terms okay and so muggles is mentioned in our and some people may already know the phrase but i thought this was funny because it's morticia adams when a muggle judges you for practicing magic because it's the devil's work but then they go light candles and make wishes before blowing them out on their birthdays So I thought I saw the muggles. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, we got it." <laughs> that's I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that's uh, casting a spell. Yeah, big, big time it is. Blowing out candles on a cake is definitely a spell. The cake is, the candle is, the wish is, the whole nine yards. And the then blowing. you're eating it to boot. And then you eat it, and that's another part of the incantation. With all those happy germs. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. People are like, ooh, I didn't think about that. You're blowing germs on a cake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cupcakes uh-huh. became in fashion, what, about 20, 10, 20 years ago because of that? What did? Cupcakes instead oh, cupcake. of those. Oh, and, I didn't yeah. realize that was why cupcakes were popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people got, got savvy to the sanitation greed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of yeah. Blowing on a cake. I guess, you know, grandpa blows his dentures out one too many times. <laughs> uh-huh. Baby, yeah, babies. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm -mm. So tell them what muggles are. We know where it came from, but not everybody does. That's true. Muggles is a term that was that is thought to be coined by J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series. And the term muggles refers to people, not animals, but people who are non-magic. Regular three-dimensional third density people who do not subscribe to magic. However, they do subscribe to science. Which is magic too, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You might have kind of. What's the phrase? Um, because that was coined by somebody famous. Uh, magic is. Oh crap! You told me Ma magic is on is only the stuff that you don't know about yet, or something like that. Oh, magic! Magic is technology you don't understand yet. Yes. All magic. Is technology you don't understand yet. Lots of time, what that what that means, and more specific, specifically, is technology is more than just computers and chips and electronics. All right. Um, it to give it context, if you go back in time, when uh, cave people you know, before the Cro-Magnums were walking around, and they realized that they could get leverage on a stick and a rock to lift something in the air, and so they created the fulcrum. That was technology. And all it was was the moving of a stick over the top of a rock. That is technology. Okay, so that's ancient technology. Move it forward. Now we do electronic technology. That was, I'm sorry, that was a better wording. That was mechanical technology. Now it's electronic technology. Into the future, it's ethereal and more spiritual based technology. A little bit of definite clarity on the word spiritual. Spiritual does not refer to just worship and religion. Spirituality, the, in that context, spirituality is referring to the human connection to that which is beyond your physical body that affects your universe, the, the ethers, the spirit, um, the light. The vibrations, um, things that we don't have words for that exist in other dimensions that still affect this dimension. And we loosely call that spirituality. So magic is technology you, you don't understand yet. Um, and if you really think about it, even on a simpler level, magicians are not, you know, like you've They're you've physicists. Seen, Those are physicists. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not they're not like literally making things disappear in the air. They're, they're using manipulating it in a way that you don't understand to make they're it using, happen. They're using obscure law, laws of physics that are not popularly or widely known for that reason. It, they keep it in their trade. They keep it in their their trade. Um, they know about laws of physics that we don't that the, or that the general public doesn't know. They know about exceptions. Now, so, yeah, some mu musicians, <laughs> magicians use um, sleight of hand and optical illusions, which is a very popular tool. But another popular tool is actually bending the known laws of physics using obscure laws of physics or using physics from the fourth and fifth uh, density as well. Literally, professional magicians 
are physicists. They're scientists that have learned That's to cool. do. Yeah, they've learned to do it for a paycheck to entertain other people. Right. So yeah, it's just application. It's application of science in another way. Yeah. Got so it. it's fascinating. It's fascinating. But muggles refers to people who are not magic users on purpose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So I thought this this would be a good one to start with. Empaths, when they come home, and it's a dog laying on his back after a day of people. <laughs> <laughs> Your puppy passed out on a pillow. Yeah. A lot of peas. Yeah. So, so when people talk about being empathic, or, That's one of the most widespread forms of intu uh, of intuition is in yes. empath and, empaths, and, and that so that's kind of a a good baseline, I think, to start building on and building awareness on, and then building your skill set from. Yes, right, and it's and it's you know when when people use phrases like you could cut the tension with a knife, you I walked in the house and I knew something was wrong. Hello, you're being you're, empathic. <laughs> you avoid somebody because they have a funky, dark vibe. Like when you're walking in public and you have a tendency to go around someone because they have a bad vibe. Okay, that's being an empath. You're aware that their feelings, emotions, something that they're putting off, you're aware of it. And the opposite is true, too. When somebody's in a very good mood or a loving mood or a happy mood, they can say nothing and you'll be attracted to at least be in their space or, you know, or say something. Yeah. And I figured out some stores bother me because of one, the lighting, if they have, if, a, if you've got a massive <coughs> box store that has fluorescent lights, that, you know, it's just the the the, the yeah, vibration the vibration of the fluorescence yeah well like i've noticed well. a lot of them now are getting skylights which is great like um natural uh, uh, what's Aldi the um, big discount one anyway big discount hey, in the chat y'all people listening if you know what kind of store she's trying to say feel free to put it in the comments yeah it's not sam's it's the other one uh oh shoot now that she said that yeah, um, it's like it just went right out my head i'm thinking sam's choice but that's at costco yes costco yeah, yeah. they they costco. use a lot of skylights they still have this fluorescence and all but it, the skylights help and then you think about the people that what are you a light vampire <laughs> some light pool to light pool instead of hopping from shadow to shadow <laughs> Angie got it. She said Costco. It popped yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's a light member. Yep. Edie yep. got it too. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it, and it's like, you know, you feel like you go into some of these places and because you have, like when you go in, I can't stand crowds anymore. I just, I can't. They still don't bother me, but I'm, I'm weird for that. I'm weird among the weirdos for that. But yeah, okay. most people yeah. can't take crap. You, that you're, that's normal. They can't take that much energy coming at them all the time. Yeah, and it's and it's mostly because if it's a crowd of a certain type of people, it's fine. You know, like if I'm on a college campus and it's crowded, it's fine. Or a music or if, concert. Yeah. Or a music concert. Or, you know, where everybody's kind of in the same vibe. But you throw me in Walmart, and it's like. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the fifth day of the month when all the paychecks hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when the state paychecks hit. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh my God. Um, because it's, and it's just because you've got everybody or, um, uh, um, there are certain days, you know, like, uh, well, Saturday mornings, I don't go out never, ever. And, and I know you should never say never black Fridays. I refuse. I absolutely refuse to go out into, I did it one time and I said, never again. You know, <laughs> when I was a kid, it was fine. But now it's like, ah! my body just screams because it's just, it, it. you can feel the energy and you can feel, and you start buying into it because people are anxious or they're in a hurry or, you know, and it's that panic type. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. then as an empath, you start absorbing it. And it's like, why am I so nervous? Oh, oh. there you go. Oh, shit. It's everybody else. It's not me. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. And em being empathic, you, you pick up on other people's vibes. You pick up on emotions and feelings. You know, if, if somebody sits down and starts crying, and then you're crying right with them. And then you're going, why am I crying? You know, <laughs> it's okay. yeah, if you cry easy with other people, yeah. um, generally speaking, and we're just using the term muggles loosely, but muggles who are empathic or just uh, in psychological terms, they call it HSP, highly sensitive persons, uh, similar to crowds living in apartments. Yeah. Uh, Edie said, yeah, living in apartments wires her too. I'm thinking, yeah. But what happens is, well, so if it's so chaotic a feeling and such a mishmash of feelings, and all humans are connected, all humans are intuitive to a vast degree, the difference being how much they're aware of it. But at least subconsciously, they're all sensitive to it, uh, to intuition. So why do we do crowds? Why do we, why do we do, why do we, you know, what's the hype with the football games and the, and the hockey games and the Black Friday and the Walmarts and the Costco's and all that. The, the dealio there is most humans crave connection, mm -hmm. the herd instinct. And if you, and in our oh. society, Yes, yes, and well, <laughs> the sheeple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we like we like our herds, but in our society, we're very, very much conditioned to live as solo as possible. Kids move away from their parents. Uh, brothers and sisters don't live together uh, or in proximity. It's rare to see a family all live in the same street. Grandparents don't live with their kids or their grandkids like they used to. Where it's called a nuclear family. It's just mom and dad and the kids, and that's it. Mom and dad and the kids, and that's it. And we still crave our herd. So we go to the store, or we go to concerts, or we go to movies out in public. And the chaos is affirmation that you are connected to the people around you. Wow. So it's actually a reward even though it's really, really tough past a certain point, but that's the price you pay for being connected. You also get picked up in the swept up in the flow. But I've always been one that I like being connected in a more calmer fashion. 
I just well, people who are asleep from that are not aware that a calmer option is available. They're not yeah. aware of that. Yeah, they're not aware of that, but they will be. And I mean, and sometimes if I know I'm going into something like holy cow, the when I was settling my mother's estate, I would have to go to the Guilford County Courthouse because that's where the estate office is. Sure. And I learned really quickly to kind of put a barrier around myself because I could get within a block of that courthouse and you start feeling the energy as you're walking up to it. <laughs> Holy cow, all these people that are angry and pissed and you know, that have been to court or they don't want to be there and fight yeah. each other. And I mean, it just, just gets stronger victim. and stronger. And it's like, no, I wish they'd moved this office. <laughs> but it, yeah. It, but that's so, why we like it as a, as a, as a humanity in general. That's why we like it. We get our cheap thrill off of somebody else's buzz. Interesting. Humans love, humans love a quick, cheap thrill. That's why we like sugar. That's why we like caffeine. That's why we like punchlines. <laughs> she's going to tell us about it. That's why yes. our cult, that's why our culture likes horror movies and uh, and thrillers. That's why we like the cheap. What I call a cheap thrill. We like the the adre uh, adrenaline rush, the serotonin rushes, the endorphin rushes that come from that. Yeah, oh. sex too. Sex too. All of that. Yeah, food. Food, sex, and Preferably not crowds and sex at the same time. Depends <laughs> <laughs> on your preference. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> Far be it for me to judge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so what All right, be... so back to where we were. Yeah. Next step up from intuitives. Impact. What would you consider that? You mean impasse? Next step up from impasse? Impasse, and we talked a little bit. Intuitives and empaths, kind of the intuitives. They cross over, but it's different. Yeah. Empaths more of a just kind of the feeling and the atmosphere. Right. Empaths are about the feeling, being sensitive about the feeling and the vibe that's in the area, but not really knowing what it's about. You're just aware of the feeling and you start responding to it in your own body. An intuitive can do that plus get specific information attached to it, such as who, what, when, where, why, how, in the past, in the future, um, for how long, predictive stuff, on and on and on. They can get very, very, very specific. So, so what would next be? Well, an intuitive, well, a breakdown oh. is kind of important there too. There are different types of intuitives. There's uh, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and there's a fourth one. Claire, it, guys, if you if anybody wants to write it in the comments, that'd be great. Claire, audience, audience, okay. Let me go, let me go through and say and say what they are. Clairaudient means you can hear things, you can hear information. Clairvoyant means you can see information. Clairsentient means um, you can just feel that it's a, that it's a truth that something is a truth. And then there's claircognizance. Claircognizance. Um, a, a knowing you just know it's you're not seeing hearing or feeling anything you just know it a fact drops into your head those are all different types of um intuitives uh it's not unusual to have more than one type in one person uh, okay. ideally ideally you go ahead and develop all of them yeah 
get a clearer picture. So what was your question that you threw up next? No, I um I um I know sometimes it's it's interesting because like I'll hear something, but it's not like I'm it's not like hearing like you're talking to somebody. Right. It doesn't sound it, like it doesn't sound like sound. Right. No, it's just it's like a conversation in your head. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. like you know, and, and, and that's the best way I know to describe it, but I would still, I still feel like I'm hearing it. It's not like it's a feeling or a knowledge or a. Well, you can break each one of those down even further. There's different types of clear audience. There's different types of clairvoyance. There's different types of clear sentience. There's different types of clear, uh, clear cognizance. <laughs> so there's hearing in your head and then there's versus actually hearing something coming in from outside. Um, clear sentience. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, clear sentience. It could be a feeling that's generated from yourself, or it's a feeling that's generated on a cosmic level, or it's a feeling generated from other humans. There's, there's that. Just for example, clairvoyance. Same thing. You see it in your head, or you're at, or do you actually see something bouncing around in the room? So you can break each one of those down even further. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done both of those. So okay, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what? Now, well, now you see. Just wrap it back to where we were. Now you see the difference between. I hope you can. Uh, people are picking up on the difference between an empath and an intuitive. Intuitive is much more complex. Much yes. more. Much more. Yeah. So and, and so, what makes a psychic then? A psychic is a generic term for all kinds of skill, skill sets. Um, a psychic refers, usually, when somebody is called psychic, they're referring to someone who has prediction abilities, that they can name potential events in the future. Now, whether or not they name them as absolute or probable or whatever is, a, is up to each individual conversation. But a psychic usually refers to somebody who can see further into the future. And that is now, you now conversationally, we're tapping into the Akashic record, which is the universal record of all things, all thoughts, all events, all of them, every single one of them. Do you really think that, that all people who are psychic are, or are knowingly accessing the Akashic record? No, no. Um, most of them have no idea, <laughs> but because they hear, they ask their guides, where's this coming from? And they get angelic uh, responses or they get spirit animal responses or they get um, information from their spiritual symbols like candles or books or whatever. And they're not always aware that those things are connected to the Akashic and then it's coming through them to through. They don't realize that the end game is the Akashic uh, Akashic record. And by the way, that's just one word for it. There's lots of other words for for the permanent record of everything that has, is, or will exist. And <clears throat> pretty mind blowing. It's also called the Akashic Library. That's another word for it. And there's also I uh, I don't there's nothing. You people still have free will. Yes. And when somebody tells the future, 
that they should always always give you the caveat based on right now this is what's gonna happen let me quote but my favorite movie it. i want yes. to quote my favorite uh, from irobot mm -hmm. that sergeant you're now sergeant you are asking the right question yeah that's the question you should be asking when somebody does a read for you but yes you're right free will is a major player so all predictions of the future can be changed yeah all of them can all of them we're cool I had a, humans I had are cool a, like that <laughs> and if i've told this story forgive me but you know i i had a um uh one night it was early in my first marriage we had gone to bed and all of a sudden i woke up i sat straight up and like you know, you know and my husband said what's wrong with you and i said well i was dreaming i had a bad dream he said you couldn't have you weren't asleep so yes i was while well, i was in that little dreamy la la place where i get a lot of my stuff when if i'm gonna get something and i saw we used to we little we lived in Greenville, North Carolina, which is in the eastern part of the state. And at the time, we were coming home a lot of weekends because my husband's dad was sick and home being Greensboro. So about a three-hour drive then on two-lane highways. And I dreamed we were going through one of the little pit stop towns that we went through, one stoplight town. And on Friday evenings, traffic was heavy, leaving, going, going toward the big city. <laughs> and I dreamed we were going through this town. And uh, right after, I, because traffic was moving fast and we got the green light, I was sped and did more than the speed limit. And out came this land yacht <laughs> in my way. And just as I was getting ready to hit it, I woke up. That's when I went, you know. So my husband said, well, we'll take care of that. I'll drive and we don't have to worry about you driving because we knew we, this was like on Monday. We knew we were coming home on Friday. So on Friday, we get in the car and because of circumstances, I'm the one driving. And just as we get into that little town, I went, oh, crap. <laughs> Danger Will Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> yes. And, and my husband said, what? And I said, that dream. And he said, well, slow down. Don't worry about what people are doing behind you. You know, just slow down. And sure enough, as we approached the stoplight, it was green. We were able to keep going, but I deliberately stayed slow. And just as we got through the light, here come that same land yacht, same color, everything. Pulled out in front of me, but I was able to stop in time. And it was like, whoa, is that wow. freaky or what? Yeah. And, yeah. but testify. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so there's nothing set in stone. In other words, if I was reading that future for somebody else, I wouldn't dare tell them, you're going to be in a wreck. No, you might if you don't change things. <laughs> right. There's an opportunity for, there's a possibility that. Um, there is a strong possibility. There is multiple possibilities, and here are two or three of them. These are all caveats that I've used when I don't have time to explain um, about free will. Yeah, but it's it's an ethical thing uh, debate among um, intuitive people about how and when and and well how they say that and when they say that to their clients. 
but universally, most people agree that you need to point out that free will overrides everything. And yeah. that actually is a big gift. So yeah. it is, it's huge. So what are some other terminologies that have floated onto the radar here besides intuitive and empath? Uh, witches and... You could talk about witches. I can. <laughs> yeah, okay, what did she just do, y'all? <laughs> I can. <laughs> uh, let me share this. This is uh, uh, the monster. No. No, yeah, the original Morticia Adams. Yes. Carol and whatever. Friend, do you worship the devil? No, darling, he worships me. <laughs> she. I love that character, Angelica Houston's rendition. Oh, she's a god. I love her. She is so funny. She's sexy and funny all the way through the movie, nonstop, can just very consistent. Her writing, the writers for her parts, her her one-liners. Oh my God, Angelica Houston does such yes. a great job with Morticia Adams. I love that she, that character. But yes, Yvonne Car Carlo. Yvonne Carlo, yeah. No, 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 that was that was, Yvonne, that was monsters. Yvonne was, Carlo. Yeah, that was monsters. This was, was Carol was and Lily. somebody. Yvonne Carlo was Lily Monster. Yeah, but the original um, um, Morticia Adams was Carolyn. Anybody? Somebody. Hey, Lee. Lee, do you know the original the name of the actress who played the original Mrs. Adams? <laughs> Does any? <laughs> If anybody remembers that, type it in the comments, please. Yeah, but um, witches. But now it's, witches. It's, let me ask you. Some, let me ask you some basic questions, because okay. I think you know the end. I think you know the answers to these. Um, are all witches uh, females? No. What are they? Okay, so what are male witches? What, well, what you, I mean, people call them warlocks, but yeah, I mean there are male versions but it's you know yeah carol and somebody somebody that's <laughs> where we got yeah that's as far as we got yeah um but i mean i don't they're called witches male male, male, male yeah, males witches, are yeah. they're i mean now, I've heard the... nowadays in the past that wasn't true but nowadays they do right that's what i that's what I thought. I thought that had changed. I don't hang around any covens or clans or whatever that, so I don't know for, you know, but that's, that was my understanding was that. Okay. So, religious. so tell me, all right, from your perspective then, cause I bet you a lot of people might relate to that. What is your definition of a witch? What, what definition do you practice? Do you, do you think, do you, do you couch that as, and we'll talk about, that compared to my definition of a witch. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> Aren't you a bad witch, little girl? <laughs> I think there are my okay, what constitutes all, a witch? What constitutes got, a modern witch? A modern witch. Not a historical one, but a modern witch. It's someone who well, mm. and then you talk about Wicca. Mm -hmm. You got Wicca people and then and, and a lot of it's their own perception of themselves as to how they are but absolutely most most 
I want to stay with the thread you just had a second ago. Lee pointed out some of them call themselves Druids. Some of them call themselves Celtic mystics and bigger in Europe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that has to do with culture. Yes. So where it, thank you. Um, I'm thinking in terms of generically, if somebody says I'm a witch, what do you think she's doing ours? He or she. Oh, um, a lot's going to depend on the read I get on them. Some people are going cool. to be, yeah, some people are going to be uh, practitioners of taking care of the earth. Yes. And nature based and, yes. you know, kind of like the paganism, but they might have other spiritual beliefs, but they, they are really connected with the earth and in yes. healing and practicing ceremonies that honor mother earth then there are witches that um like to manipulate energy mm -hmm. and some do that in a good way and some do it in a not so good way black witches white witches and gray witches and the earth witches they typically call themselves green green witches okay all right People do use other terms. We're speak again. We're not trying to generate labels. We're trying to give you some foundation. I guess we should have started with that. We're trying to give you some foundational information. This is not the only terminology that these people use or that these these communities use. Let me throw in real quick. Carolyn Jones was the Morticia Adams. Person. Yay! There you go. Thank, Thank you, Miss Edie and Lisa too. Absolutely. Yay. Yo, Jones. You think we could have made up that name? <laughs> <laughs> um, witches are people that do uh, practice from a paganistic style of, of beliefs and spirituality. However, there are people who claim Christian to be Christian witches. Um, there's also witches in Native American practices, in Euro uh, African practices, and South American practices. Uh, Lee brought up a word that's spelled B-R-U-J-A, Bruja, Bruja, that's Spanish, it's Espanol, uh, La Palabra in Espanol. So when you have a Bruja going on. <laughs> yes, you're causing some shit. <laughs> and that's associated to being a witch. Um, a male sometimes is called a warlock, sometimes he's called a wizard, but he's often called a witch, and women are also called wizards. They're also called uh, things like um, enchantress, uh, spellcasters. Um, all kind. There's all kinds of words for it. So it's they're all magical sounding. And druids uh, is a culture that supported that a lot. Celtic culture did too. But like I said, it's also widespread in Asia, in Africa, in South America, Central America. Native American stuff coming out of America, uh, North America and Canada. It's uh, everywhere. Eskimo. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Which brings us to the next occupation like that that is related, and that's called shamans. Shamans are often called witches, and witches are often called shamans because sometimes, not always, sometimes their practices overlap. What, uh, what is your awareness of shamans? You know, the, the, I've heard 
I've known people that have, I went to Mexico and I saw a shaman and came back and, ooh, you know, you know, they're like a guru. I know that they've, yeah. that, but, and they're, they're meditative. They might be practicing medicine men, you know, you can go and. Medicine men and women is another word for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, smoke a little peyote and have a trip with them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That would be a southwestern or or yeah desert type of shaman yeah yeah, yeah. um you there's know urban, there's urban shamans that have never been high in their lives on drugs yeah so there's that um if it helps the most uh, all encompassing but specific to shamans definition I ever heard that consistently is applied everywhere I went. A person who is a shaman firmly has one foot planted in each on each side of the veil. They're firmly in the 3D workaday world and they're firmly out there in the ethers. And these people, by having a foot on both sides, these people easily go back and forth. A shaman can exist in both worlds or be in both worlds at the same time and not necessarily have to move, but stay there all the time. So that's a basic definition that fits across multiple talent skill sets or across cultures, be it Druid or a Southwestern Native American Mexican person or, you know, Tibetan or whatever. Um, Shamans are almost always related to some kind of spirituality. All right. But then again, so is witchcraft. So yeah. which, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, witching and shamanism that are very, very, very similar. And that they're, like you just mentioned, another really good word. What's a medicine man? What's a medicine woman? Generally, generally speaking, medicine man and medicine woman is interchangeable with shaman. Somebody who causes healing. Yeah. Yeah. A shaman doesn't have to heal people. They tend to do it just by inherently doing their work. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll show this real quick because this is probably a good time for Blow that it. one all the way up so we, they can read it. Can you make the screen go all the way? Uh, network connection is messed up. Wait just there a second. There, there we, we go. go. Okay. All right. Tarot yeah. readers. Yes. So, you know, it's one of those what society thinks we do and goes on down the list. <laughs> so, uh, what society thinks we do? The devil. What our parents think we do? Gypsies uh, and fortunes. Yes. <laughs> what our friends think we do? The magician card. What our clients think we do. The lovers and romance <laughs> card. And what we think we do. The hermit. Yeah, it's kind of like being isolated. And what we really do. Exercise temperance. Yes. Self-control. Yes. Yep. Self so perception and all that, you know, is falls Big in different categories it. with all of these. And, um, oh. Real quick, before I forget, let me show you this one, too. What do you call a psychic gnome who escaped from prison? Small, medium, medium and large. At large. 
such a reach. That is such a reach. That is so cute. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Psychic gnome escape from prison. That's good. <laughs> Need a few more of those in our yards. Yeah. Um, somebody, as you least said, they trick people into change. Lee, are you referring to shamans? Or witches. Or witches. Because I think either way, I agree with you. Um, shamans tend to be more subtle than witches. But in some cultures, they're not subtle at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I know a lot of shamans. You've met several of them. <laughs> Iris, <laughs> you have met several of them recently, matter of fact. Uh-huh. And um, you can see the different types of walks of life they all all have. And in that case, there were five in the room at the time. And yeah, you, you could see five different expressions of their medicine. Okay. Now, now, when I say their medicine or the work they do, the medicine they do, can you explain what it is I'm referring to? What do I mean by their medicine? Well, there's different modalities of healing and um, like Reiki or moving energy. Um, Herbalism. Yeah, herbalism. Crystals. Um, Yeah, crystals is another big one. Uh, Using um, music. Yes. Yes. A lot of sh- musical shamans in the music in the entertainment industry. Yeah, yes, yeah. especially chanting mm-hmm. and meditation, meditative stuff. Uh, classical music is uh, very shamanic by design. Yeah, yeah, that'll come out. <laughs> so, and um, and being able to, I think, I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But that being able to pull from the other side to get information that the person that you're working with needs to hear in order to evoke change. And to hear it clearly without filters. Yeah. That's the trick. To hear and say something without um, putting your own limits on it. That's the hard part for most people. We made yeah. another good comment. Everyone has medicine, soul, energy. Uh-huh. That's a wonderful. Yep. That abs- absolutely. Every everybody has their own medicine that way. So, Iris, let me ask you this: When people say spirit animal, spirit guide, not spirit guide, sorry, spirit animal, totem animal, power animal. Who I saw a. Uh, a vulture three times this week. Oh, that must be a spirit power animal. Go look it up. Yeah. What are they talking about? There are certain attributes that have universally been attributed to various animals, and you literally can look them up, like rabbit spirit animal or which deer. is a shaman animal, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you should say that. That's a shaman animal. Yeah. Is it a shaman animal in that if it shows up, that's it's related because you're a shaman type or is it a shamanic animal in that it in acts of as itself. a shaman? In and of in itself, and it is a shaman because it lives on the surface of the earth and it digs below the surface of the earth. Oh. 
rabbits run on the top and rabbits run underneath. They have a foot in both worlds. Gotcha. Any, uh, frogs, tadpole, frog. Oh, Shaman. Shaman. transitional type. Butterfly. Oh. Butterfly. Yeah. Oh, if, you cool. think, if you guys in the comments, if you can think of other examples of animals that live dual lives. But yeah, but when you see these animals repeatedly or profoundly yes. show yes. up. Like I was out um, um, in the backyard and I've never really seen an owl around here. And one night I was out there, it was about two o'clock in the morning. I'd taken the dog out and I heard this, and I was like, you know, just, I mean, real clear. And I looked in a far tree that, you know, I, I could see the silhouette of the tree. And on the oh, very top yeah. was this owl perched and I could see the perfect outline. And he was probably 200 feet from me. Wow. But it was very profound because... It's the like, energy of the situation. Yeah. yeah. So then I went and looked up. What is that owl? You know. <laughs> you can look it up. Um, you can my my website Indigo Answers or mine and David's site, uh, Indigo Answers by Margo and David. IndigoAnswers.com. Uh, oh. In the resources page, there are about four or five links to totem animal power animal dictionaries. To sort of give you a shortcut, but you can Google almost any, um, which you know at least that Lee has pointed out, or somebody did. Somebody at least it depends. Sometimes it's just roadkill. If there's a message, it's personal. <laughs> Sometimes if that animal is dead, and the message is whatever that message is. Stop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that message has, has we we uh, we commence for the day. Yeah. Um, start playing the national anthem. So, <laughs> yes, um, that's our, our. Now, let me ask you this: We're talking about spirit animals. Is it just animals, like dogs and birds and wolves and bears? And it can be bugs and yeah. And, what, what else? Uh, insects and. Oh, no, what else is there? I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. Oh, right. fish. Yeah, fish. okay. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about... My dad had about 30 aquariums at one time. What does that tell you? <laughs> Woo, that's a spirit animal for dad. Yeah. <laughs> praying mantis. Yes, praying mantis is, oh, a very, yeah. is a really cool one to have. Um, an overlooked set of animals. Dragons. Oh, mermaid, yeah. Mermaids. All of those um, type of beasts. And if you watch the movie Fantastic Beasts, you'll see even more. <laughs> Griffins and hinky punks <laughs> and so on and so on. But, yeah, there's magical beasts as well as uh, there's extinct beasts and there's non-extinct beasts. Let's put it that way. There's also yetis and dinosaurs and dodo birds and, and carrier pigeons. <laughs> There's all kinds of animals um, that are more than just the furry things with feet. Yeah. And let's see. Okay. 
We have people. We have people. We have we have guests with with opinions talking to us at the moment. Yes, and that's so, and you're entitled to that belief. Yeah, yeah. 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 Some um, <laughs> and 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 we were expecting that to come up at some point, and that's what's interesting is in with all of this. Um, I feel like I have become more, I have become closer to God than I ever was when I solely practiced Christianity. Right. And my beliefs have changed because of my understanding of the greater connection. And it's no longer the patriarchal, do what I say or I'm going to, Cussed you. I'm gonna you. <laughs> like right. a little bunny foo foo. No, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's a little bunny foo foo all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like our you God know. is a this, yeah. God is a loving God, and yeah. people that He had souls and people that He uh, sent to Earth to communicate with us. A very popular one is, of course, Jesus Christ. Those are loving entities. And like, yeah, just like you, my relationship with uh, what I understand God to be or whatever word you want to use for it got much more profound, much more real and much deeper. And um, considering that I came from an atheist background and I was raised atheist, uh, talking to Jesus and talking to um people that understand Jesus and so on can move me to tears. Whereas, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I would have been. Whoosh, yeah. And been, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and completely misunderstood, yeah, not understood. So how people want to express their relationship with what we're loosely calling God is a personal choice. And we feel that we are not entitled to judge other people for where they are on their path in their relationship with God. Just because somebody's not at the same point of understanding that I am or that I'm not at the same point they are doesn't mean that we're wrong. It means that we're all constantly learning and growing about a concept that we loosely call God that is also constantly growing yeah. and we're discovering how freaking huge God really is. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's, that's what's, what's fascinating to me is the connection of all religions and all the beliefs and the similarities and, yeah. and all, and the only reason they were, most religions were formed was because one person disagreed with what or a small section the doctrines of one yeah, particular and it was church. Like, oh, I don't like what you're saying. So we're going to go over here and start our own church. I mean, mm -hmm. Henry the eighth started the church of England because he wanted a divorce, you know, go figure. Right. So, right. Right. <laughs> so among Christianity, a lot of the denominations came from whether or not they believe the sacrament represents the body of Christ or if they believe it actually is the body of Christ. And then it breaks down even further as to how often you're supposed to do take a sacrament. 
and it breaks it down even further. But that's actually one of the key determining factors between the different denominations, such as you know Methodist versus Presbyterian versus Episcopalian. And that's what I mean by denomination. Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. Uh, Lee says she's reading a great book on this topic. Jamie Sam's Dancing the Dream, Spiritual Developmental Stages. Yes. Yeah. Jamie Sam's is also a prolific author of uh, animal totem dictionaries and has a lot of good teachings and even flashcards and cool stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom coming from those paths as well. <clears throat> Sacred Paths of Human Transformation. That sounds like a book title. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what she's saying. So yeah, those are and, some really um, good ones. Let's see. So what? Okay, so we talked a little bit about energy workers and shamans. What about light workers? Are they any different? <sighs> yes and no. <laughs> Again, like all other descriptions of humans, it depends on the context. Um, let me preface by saying, all people who who claim magic, all people who claim shaman, all people who claim light worker, all people who claim intuitive or empath or anything, they're all human. All right. They're describing a skill set and or purpose to their to their skill sets or purpose or doings or skills or whatever. All right. I'm using the same word over and over on purpose. They're still human. We're not talking about supernatural or um, ET or or non-terrestrial beings. That that is a valid discussion, but it's a separate. But it's a separate one. We're talking about what humans do. So, having said that, light workers. A witch can be a light worker, but a light worker isn't necessarily a witch. Light worker is more of an umbrella term. It is a term that means anyone who brings light or enlightenment, positivity, light, enlightenment to earth. And we do mean to the whole planet, as in all humans, or Gaia, the planet, big ball of molten rock and air and water, or that. Or they bring enlightenment or light to animals or to plants or whatever uh, earth indigenous thing that they are guided to. So a witch can be a light worker, but a light worker isn't necessarily a witch. You can have Christian light workers. You can have generic eclectic light workers that don't that defy all labels. You can have Christian light workers. There's a ton of those. You can have Native American light workers. There's a ton of those. You can have Buddhist light workers. There's a ton of those. You can have Islamic light workers. There's a ton of those. It's anybody who brings enlightenment, and enlightenment can show up as music, dance, book writing, intuitive readings, energy healing, doctors, nurses, teachers. First grade teachers, second grade teachers, third grade teachers. Uh, what other type of light work might there be, Iris? Holy cow, I don't know. You've covered so many. Cooking? Um, 
Cooking yeah. is a big one. Cooking, <laughs> yeah. Cook, cooking, food. Oh, I never told chefing. that. Yeah, food and chefing um, it are huge light working. Literally anything that moves energy for a positive outcome. There so if you, you can, def so, ah, so what is energy? We keep referring, I just realized that, duh, we're referring to, and even, it's even in the comments, soul energy, moving energy. So, Iris, what is an energy worker? Well, How we are, energy never dies. And we're made up of energy, and we have energy, and we put out energy, and we take in energy, and, you know, and you've got it from Duke energy to <laughs> people energy. Their energy is, <laughs> yeah. is science. And so when you are an energy worker, you're recognizing that there are certain rhythms and cadences and movement within within and around people. And so if you're an energy worker, you're you're either helping shift a person's energy for spiritual part reasons or for physical reasons, or sometimes it's a little of both. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, there are things that give you an example. Um, I had um, uh, somebody do Reiki or energy work on me one time. It wasn't Reiki. It was something else. But she said her diagnosis, and this was like 10 years ago before my knees got as bad as they are now. Um, she said that I had a block of energy, like the energy wasn't going through my leg like it should. And okay. typically it was because of financial worries. And because it was the right leg, right knee or whatever. And that was her Ooh. interpretation. Was she was she a body talk practitioner? I don't remember if she was body talk. She might have been Reiki. I don't that, remember. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes Reiki people get diagnostic, but the basis of Reiki is not diagnostic. That sounds more like a body talk practice, which is fascinating. Boy, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with diagnostics. I'm just saying features of different types of practices. You're, it sounds like you're describing, and she might have been doing both. Yeah, she might have been doing both. Um, yeah, there's there. I've seen it's it's. I've read books about it, and I've seen it consistently. That, I could tell you who it is. That but maladies are attached name. to emotional things. You know right. her, but I don't want to give her name. You can tell me off camera yeah. if you want to. But um. Lee, what did you mean? Starbucks workers, baristas. Are you saying they're light workers? <laughs> they're food. They're light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what that is. Yeah. I get I get a little glass of happiness every time I go. <laughs> First coffee, then you may speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no coffee, no talkie. <laughs> I like getting puppuccinos for there my you dog. Go. <laughs> There you go. Yep. Yeah. Lisa, said that's what it was. Absolutely. <laughs> I never got on the coffee train. Um, God in a cup. Or, or tea. God in a cup. <laughs> Ooh, let's off it. They, hey, there's the name of our coffee cafe on our oh. future retreat. <laughs> oh, yeah. God in a cup. You know, it has that little goddess or whatever on the side of the cup. She's a mermaid. Mermaid, she's a mermaid. Okay. Yeah, she's a mermaid. What man? She's a god. Of, she's a little god in the, or maybe not so little, but she's a, a god in the uh, in, of the sea or a goddess yeah. of the sea. 
Yeah, and you thought it was just chicken of the sea. And it, uh, <laughs> she's yeah, she's bigger tuna than that. She's a two-tail uh, mermaid. Her little tails swirl up like oh, a mustache, right. like a mustache, like a mustache. It always gets she weirder than that. She's got problems. I don't <laughs> she's got her butt in a twirl. <laughs> she don't have panties. She's got her fins in a twirl. <laughs> Someone got their fins in a twist. I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> Lay off my barnacles. <laughs> uh, so are there any phrases that any of y'all have any questions about? Yeah, what's some terminology that you guys have heard about and you're like, what the F was that? <laughs> maybe, just maybe Iris and I have heard enough that we might be able to shed some light on it. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of some other terminology that I've heard out there. Energy worker, light worker. Well, you know what? Duh. I founded an organization that some of y'all know about in 2004 called LEWA, LUA, LEWA. And Irish pop quiz, what does LEWA stand for? Light and Energy Workers Association. Woo! My bell. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Sister, <laughs> she's got, she's got, she's got, she's got my back. Yeah. But yes, Light and Energy Workers Association. Um, we have over 300 people and I dare say you out of 300 plus people, you would probably hear at least 200 different definitions of, so what are you? <laughs> oh, that makes it feel a little better. Oh yeah, it's a very eclectic group. Um, I can tell you that some of some of them uh, there's Christians, there's pagans, there's voodoo, there's I said Christian, but there's also Catholics, Methodists, Baptists, uh, all spread out in there. There's um, a few Native Americans. There's a lot of people that have a belief system with a Buddhist overlay. Caveat, remember, Buddhism is more of a lifestyle than a religion. As a matter of fact, they characterize it as a lifestyle completely, and it's not a religion. So you can be a Buddhist uh, Christian. You can be a Buddhist Islam. Your sister made a comment. What does that say, Iris? Is it possible that all these categories are dealing with energies in a way we don't understand? But in future will be accepted science. Oh, yay! Cowbell. Cowbell for Deborah. Yay! Deborah, you live too far away, honey. We need you. <laughs> Come home. East Coast is needing you, baby girl. Deborah, you just thumbed it right up. Perfectly. Chop, chop. End of story. <laughs> Edie said, bingo. Yeah, see, Deborah, you're hitting on all cylinders. Um, these categories are, are linguistic ways to deal with categories of existence and or energies in ways we don't understand yet, but we will. Just like... Um, Right now, we're talking, uh, our, our cultures are talking about the races and racism and prejudice and all that stuff. Whereas people who are moving into enlightenment are realizing there really isn't a race, 
there's just whether or not your ancestors lived at closer to equatorial direct sunlight or closer or closer to the north where there was less sunlight. So historically, your DNA changed enough to make you more fair skin or make you more dark skin or some gradient in between. And there's there's other mitigating factors, too. I am speaking in generalities. So what we're there, people are discovering, which shamans and magic people have known for millennia, is that we're actually all the same. And that concept's getting more and more popular, um, that there isn't a racial divide. There are there is not really a racial divide, um, that we're all just the human race. And as we begin to understand that in a spiritual sense, I was just using race as an example, in a spiritual sense. There isn't Islams and Christians and a separate Buddhism and a separate Native American and so on and Jewish and Judaism. They aren't really separate. What like uh, Iris pointed out um, earlier is that almost all of the major matter of fact, all all of the major religions have nearly identical foundational beliefs. Um, I think you touched on that earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are they? <laughs> what are the, the foundational beliefs? What are some of yeah, what are some of the foundational beliefs? Some of the foundational beliefs are the belief in a in a higher power that we are all connected in some way to a um a source of of creation. And then, and, and I'm not talking about creationism as in a point of finger and zing, there's man and zing, there's woman and zing, there's animals. I'm talking creation, our source. As the thing, the thing of the that thing all that, that is. Yeah. Um, the beginning and, of all, the beginning of all that is, I guess that'd be another word for that kind of creator yeah yeah the, the 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 and when you start thinking in that term um that's where you get into realizing that like there's there's connections in the bible to the belief like you know we're a temple of of god mm -hmm. you know well yeah, because each of us has a God spark in us, if you want Which to Which is another expression of the exact same concept. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or that, you know, the, 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 it, it's, it's a direct connection to the source and it's a direct connection to each other. And that we're right. all children of God and we're all. That was the next kind of, yeah, that's, the, that's also a popular concept that we're all children of God's or we are all replications of God or we were formed in his, her image. But somehow it's expressed that we are a replication of what we understand creator to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so how, whether or not you, you express that, that it's a old man sitting on a throne up in the clouds or if you go a little bit different than that that's where your religions come in differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shades of self-expression yeah now lee lee crandall is, carter is on a philosophical role at the moment and do you want to read that for us or do you want well to she try? starts quantum <clears throat> level everything that is 
isn't and the in-between yes ma'am and joe dispenza is trying to bridge science and spirituality for mainstream medicine not convinced he's pulling it off yet but he's trying to do scientific studies on human performance and what's interesting cool. is i was mentioning we had a conversation about this not too long ago where i've noticed more and more science is proving things that we've known all along as far as you know things like your dna is changeable you know if you're impacted by some you know if so, say somebody was in world war one and had a horrendous experience their dna was changed by that and that affects all their offspring yes and so through some of the healings that are done um i know the the practice that i do is theta healing there's a belief that we can change and heal DNA backwards and, heal and, our ancestors. and yeah so because if you've got an unnatural fear of something sometimes that's because it's a genetic belief yes and it's carried through on so your DNA. A cellular belief, a genetic belief, a DNA programming. There's lots of phrases for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and science has proven that that's possible. Proven that's possible. DNA is very mutable. They're finding out that viruses have been mutating human, the human genome for thousands of years. That's what viruses do. They, uh, they mutate the DNA of their host. So when they leave, a little piece is left behind. Viruses mutate humans. That's and not into like, <laughs> you know, dripping <laughs> zombies. Although I'm sure somebody got took it that far. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, we're now talking about. Now I've got the cranberry song stuck in my head. Oh, there zombie. You go. <laughs> zombie. 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 <laughs> But and we're talking about more subtle uh, mutations that are natural and uh, over time, over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Joe Dispenza is one. Uh, Greg Braden has been trying to do, Dr. Greg Braden has been trying to do that, uh, bridge science and spirituality. Um, one of the big proponents of Reiki, his name is um, Rand, Lee Rand. His last name is Rand. I can't remember his first name. Um, Hang on. I don't, I don't know. Right. When you get in the conversation, you can't remember it. But anyway, yeah. his last name is Rand, R-A-N-D. And um, if anybody can remember the uh, Rand's other two names, let me know. But uh, he's a proponent of science and spirituality and energy working. He got Reiki to be a standard practice in some Connecticut hospitals in the outpatient uh, facility because money talks that turns over their beds faster in that and yeah William Lee Rand thank you do <laughs> you remember is awesome thanks thank you um, it turns over their beds faster people go into anesthesia faster they come out of anesthesia faster and they get the hell out and so now you can have two three people in a hospital outpatient facility in one day instead of just one. Uh, because Reiki masters speed their energy work speeds it up. So wow. 
Yeah, yeah. So William Lee Rand is another person who has brought uh, spiritual belief systems in the form of what does Reiki do? And ooh, we need to do that. We need to do a show on uh, what you do. Mm-hmm. Quantum. What's it called? Oh, the theta healing. Yeah, what is that thing you do? (laughs) Okay, that's an effect we need to talk about. I knew it was one of those cool Latin-y words. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, theta, because it's a level of brain waves. Yeah. Yes, we need to to do a show about what is theta and do a show about what is Reiki. Um, Okay, yeah. I, I think people would be interested in hearing from people like us. More than just, okay, it's energy medicine that you put your hands out. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? You learned that in the first 10 minutes of class. Yeah. Frankie yeah. Master and uh, lessons can go on for months and even years. So there's a lot more to it. Way a lot more to it. Um, ooh, I might even be able to get David to come on and talk about that. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So where were we? Uh, scientists who who scientists proving a lot of what we already did, yeah, which was sort of a little segue because we're way over time and yes, we probably are. should should wrap it up. Um, next week, do you want to do the one about how to get to four D? We talked about four D and five D and how to get said, from third density to fourth density to fifth density. Yeah, we talked about what it was. Let's hmm. talk about the how. Yes, and that's very relevant considering what's going to happen this year. Okay. In the okay. in the world of uh, health and medicine, uh, it's going to become very, very, very crucial for people to uh, be able to shift into four and five D, and we'll maybe tie that in at the end near the end of the show. Yeah, <clears throat> hopefully we'll find out more in the next week. But even so, um, we've got a next lot. One to two weeks. Yeah, next one to two weeks and definitely in the next one to two months, the face of healthcare is going to change dramatically. Ooh. So, <laughs> we like to drop little things here and there, but that's because we want y'all to go do research. Don't yes. take our Don't take our word for it just because we like talking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. we don't. And and if you ever find anything and you want to pop Bring us it a up. message on Facebook or on on one of these videos or whatever, like um, that are recorded, you can leave messages and we'll respond. Or um, visit my website. You can find my email address now, iriscarter.com. Um, so that. That's another way you can get up with us because I'll share stuff with Margo if we get it that way. So, yeah. But thank y'all so much for being here. Hope it was informative and helpful and gave you more to think about. That's the biggest thing is provoking thought. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it is polite. It, It depending on the conditions, by the way, it's okay to ask somebody, so what kind of witch are you? Are you it's a good witch or a bad, bad witch? <laughs> but it's not realistic to expect an answer. <laughs> ah, okay. okay. But it's okay to, it depends on how you ask. Don't ask nasty. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're genuinely curious, I think that's true for anybody of any 
religion body types you know when people have disabilities and things like that you know so what's wrong with you no, no. <laughs> or how'd that happen no yeah. so <laughs> what know? puts you yeah so what yeah what got you into your wheelchair you know um so it's obviously you have a medical condition do you mind telling me what it is yeah and you, you know, know you can and if they're not in the mood and you can say but if you're not in the mood to talk about it it's okay we can talk about something else you give them an out give them an out the same thing about religion so what kind of christian are you what kind of, <laughs> what kind of jew yeah what kind of jewish are you there's lots of different types of jewish what kind of islam are you what kind of buddhist are you i'm a celtic druid native american sh shamanistic buddhist <laughs> yeehaw you can i'm just I don't know, but you can hear. Oh yeah, with with shades of a. You know, Do you with, wear a kilt though? <laughs> yeah, wear a kilt with your raccoon hat. You know. <laughs> God, oh, my mother. But my mother wasn't a, a Sephardic Jew. You know? <laughs> no, that's not how it happens. <laughs> Guys, have fun. Yes, yes. Thank y'all. Be and curious. We love you. Yes. Go explore and come back next week. Yay! <laughs> Good night! Good night! Thank you for joining the Eyes of Indigo with Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Music <clears throat> is Arcadia by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com, licensed under Creative Commons. Visit our Facebook page for broadcast details, www.facebook.com slash Eyes of Indigo. Show is copyrighted 2021 by Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears, all rights reserved. <laughs>